And welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where our goal is to bring the Lordship of Jesus to life. And uh, we're celebrating great life right now here at Living Stones in our church and what's going on. Pastor Andrew and I were just walking through the building and we went through the uh, the overflow room yeah. uh, and, uh, and it was like amazing. I know. I was like, they're set up for this like fine dining experience. I'm like, wait, why am I not invited? I'm like, do you know what's going on? You're like, yeah, you don't know, know what's going on. And then we realized, wait a minute. We always, uh, we always do this filming on Tuesdays and Tuesdays at Living Stones is uh, when our amazing youth ministry meets and ah, we started connecting the dots. Yeah, I might need to sneak in at some point tonight to <laughs> <'Cause> tonight, <laughs> make a little tonight is an, it, drive you know, by eating. Yeah. We've been talking about <laughs> we've been talking about culture and uh this is a perfect point to highlight yeah. culture. Tonight is an annual event. It's a, it's a, it's something that our young people get really excited about. It's our youth Christmas formal. Yeah. And this is when, you know, we live in a very casual culture. But hey, young people like to dress up every now and then. Yeah. And uh, and tonight, they're pulling out all the stops. Everybody's uh, dressing up to the hilt. You should see. Well, you did see. You guys should see uh, the fellowship hall. It is uh, amazing. It looks like a it looks like a fine restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's a banquet. It's gorgeous. It's like a banquet hall. Yeah. And uh, and here's what here's what I love. Uh, and again, this is culture. Tonight we'll have over a hundred young people come together. They'll celebrate. They'll eat some great food. They'll uh, celebrate Jesus. They'll have some great time together uh, as building amazing friendships and relationships. And uh, and that's all part of our culture. And and we're moving forward. As we said, that, that, we're, that we're not practicing all the crazy protocols. Uh, we're letting young people get together, have fun, and then just enjoy the, the time. Good, wholesome fun, right? It who is. says only? Who says you don't have fun at churches? That's you right. know? Who says you can't have celebration and you can't dress to the hill and and you know take nice pictures and all that stuff? Who says that has to be carnal? That's Good, right. wholesome, holy fun that, the, that that in the church in Christ we can have lots of fun. We can celebrate, and, and we believe it's culture. we believe it's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. You know, my goodness, all that's going on in our culture today. It's great for people, people need to be that. together. In fact, Sunday night uh, we did a some, we 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 started a hopefully what's going to become a yearly uh, tradition here at Living Stones. We had our Living Stones family Christmas. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was packed. We had, the building was packed with people. Uh, and, and what was crazy is, uh, so I bet we had between four and eight o'clock, I bet we had a thousand people go through the facility. It was, it was jam-packed the whole night. Uh, and here's what I love. You got a, outside the four walls of our church, you got a world that's been pumped with hysteria and fear and, and everybody freaking out. Yeah. Inside, that's the shofar from the prayer. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought we had an alarm going up. Inside this Intercession, building, yeah. yes. Inside this building, we, it was like you were in a completely parallel Absolutely. universe. Winter Wonderland. You got snowball uh, fights with the not real snowballs. Yeah. You know, we got kids playing, eating treats, celebrating, jumping around. And back tournament, it was great. And people yeah. eating the cotton candy. Oh yeah, cotton I mean, candy we had food, hit. we had worship, we had everything. Yeah. But I think uh, I think what's important to understand is we're talking about culture and how you can be uh, in two different places uh, and have experienced two different cultures. And that's really what we're seeing at Living Stones right now. It's just the power of a healthy culture. You know, people are getting together, they're enjoying one another. Uh, 
and no one's getting sick and no one's no one's uh, going to the hospital uh yeah. we're just uh, doing life together and god's blessing and god's in the midst of us so yeah and i had a conversation with with, with a family uh the sunday is just talking about how you know we we really be, we are intentional to decorate our church for different events, you yeah. know, for example, yeah. Harvest Fest. We we went out of the way to celebrate that time, yeah. uh, celebrating this Christmas season and putting the Christmas tree. Man, it took a lot of manpower and woman power, and and took a lot of yeah. uh, time and energy and decorating and trees, and then we have to take it down later. But again, we're, we're very intentional about this, right, Pastor? This is not just like we have nothing better to do. Uh, trust me, we got plenty of ministry to do. Yeah, we had we had a, a, at least a hundred people that spent the better part of a full day. Different teams coming Kidding. in at different times. A lot of right. lot of uh, work went into that. So we are prioritizing uh, uh, decoration and celebration. Why? Why is that? How does that contribute to culture? I think yeah. people might be wondering. Well, we're talking. We're doing a series now called "Our Our Tribe," and we're we're talking about these kind of culture points. And I I, I think of a number of of, of uh, reasons why we do that uh, at, for our culture. But one of it is we just value excellence and we value beauty and we value doing things correctly. We value uh, uh, good traditions that help anchor us uh, to our faith and remind us uh, of the reason for the season. So yeah. it's something I think really awesome when people can come in uh, to worship, come into a, a, a place to celebrate Jesus and celebrate what this season means, and and just have the environment, the atmosphere yeah. that that reflects the beauty of the season. Absolutely. And um, so yeah, so I, I love to be able to come in on Sunday morning. I get inspired when I look yeah. up on the stage and I see all the the lights and the trees and the the wreaths and everything else. Um, it inspires me, and I think it's part of the the wonder. Uh, of this holiday season, we never want to lose that. Yeah, you and I had discussion about the importance of traditions. Yeah, you know, um, uh, traditions and Christmas tree and and um, ceremonies and 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 what that does to people, how yeah. that encourages people, how that incre inc inc lift lift our spirits. Yeah, you know, and, and my observation is uh, for for kids to grow up in this atmosphere, it really. Um, builds their confidence, it builds their identities. And how important is that for your kids? Think about oh, yeah. that. You know, you want to train your kids, obviously, in education and sports, but how important is for them to feel secure in who they are, secure in their environment, secure in their family, to know, hey, this is, I have a home base. I have traditions I can come back to. I have identities I can clean, yeah. uh, healthy, good identities that they can lean. How yeah. important is that? And yeah. you build that through traditions and yeah. ceremonies. And, and I know that. you and Debbie try to uh, do some th certain things intentionally. You know, we have certain things built in uh in this calendar year you know yeah. we're getting ready to have our christmas eve service and and uh you know we we had to adjust our our family tradition to accommodate the christmas eve service because that's yeah. kind of something new to living stones culture that's all right we just shifted uh, to a day before so sure. we're going to celebrate mm -hmm. at, at my mom's house with our our family that's been a that's been a christmas eve tradition we're gonna do that the day before christmas eve and then Christmas Eve, you know, we have a candlelight service. We sing hymns. Yeah. Uh, we remember who Jesus is, why he came. And, and, and those are things, like you said, it, it, it brings stability. It brings hope. It brings, um, yeah. you know, confidence. Emotional wellness. How about that in this season, <laughs> exactly. right? Emotional health. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you know, a Sunday I'm going to be talking about um, our second core value here at Living Stones, which is pregnant hope and I, li I like that phrase pregnant hope it reminds us about mary and and uh, carrying the baby jesus for nine months and christ coming as a child and uh but but the question that we you and i talked about was you know between the end of malachi and the birth of jesus 400 years mm. 400 years of basically passing the baton 
Yeah. From one so generation. just in context, the nation, our nation is is not even 300 years old. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're not. Yeah. Not close to. Not even close to 300 years. Old. So just in context, yeah. Yeah. So imagine just the uh, that, that that many generations of of looking for the Messiah, waiting patiently. Yeah. And how did they do that? You know, you and I talked about that in practical ways, and I think that's where tradition comes in and culture comes in because the Jewish people are so steeped. In culture, you know, they had they had the uh, the feast that they would do every yeah. year as as rituals, reminders of yeah. important parts of their history, um, and uh, and I think it's those kind of anchor points that help us to go from one generation to the next. You know, Christ has come, but now what we're doing is we're passing the baton between His first coming and His yeah. second coming. And so it's important. That's why we gather together for church. It's why it's why we've been saying here at Living Stones that the church is essential, and that uh, it doesn't matter what's going on outside in our culture. Coming together and gathering and worshiping and encouraging one another and hearing the word and giving thanks to God and celebrating communion and giving offerings and you know all those things are part of the practices that keep us grounded and anchored, so that from one generation to the next. We keep going strong, and we keep moving ahead in bold faith. Now, there's so much wisdom to all of this. The Jewish culture, obviously, is so good at, at passing down their culture, sustaining their culture. They're one of the oldest civilizations and cultures on yep. yep. Earth today because they're so good at sustaining that. If you're not proactive in sustaining your culture, guess what? It will die. It will die off. You know, in fact, in America today, cancel culture. Cancel culture is proactively trying to delete some of our traditions and culture because yeah. of all these different things. Again, when so people are when people are unanchored, then 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 the world and its systems yeah. can come and manipulate and shape them to whatever they want. Someone's going to shape your kids. You should be shaping your kids through the yeah. culture and traditions. And in the church, we have cultures and we have traditions, and we we do that proactively because we want to anchor people to remember the gospel, remember Christ, yeah. communion. Okay, it's a tradition right. that Jesus instituted himself right. so that we can remember. So these are all these aren't just showy things. We don't just do them for fun. They are fun, but we don't do it just for fun. Yeah. They're very strategic in having a healthy civilization. You know, having our kids by our side as we sing Christmas carols, some some of which are hundreds of years old, yeah. you know, singing about truths that are thousands of years old, uh, game-changing truths, yeah. you know, like the incarnation. Uh, holding that candle up as the room's you know completely dark and reminding yeah. uh, our kids that this candle is like a picture yeah. of Jesus being the light of the world. You know these are great memories, uh, giving of the gifts and Absolutely. all the things that, that we do um, that are that are so good. So we just want to encourage you, as moms and dads. You know th this is how faith gets transferred from generation to generation. Yeah. And this is such a, a rich time for that. But I want to get back to the cancel culture you talked yeah. about. You know, uh -oh. <laughs> in, case some, in case somebody's watching and they're like, Pastor, what is that cancel culture? Well, that's this interesting phenomenon by the uh, the, the crowd that's supposed to be tolerant. Yeah. Basically, if you don't buy into the uh, to their narrative, for instance, we're definitely not buying into their narrative. We're still meeting. We're worshiping. Uh, we're, we're just going on with life as usual. Uh, and when you don't buy into uh, the popular crowd's narrative, they cancel you out. Uh, they attack your character. They attack you. They attack your church. They attack your kids. They attack your job. Uh, they attack your reputation. And basically, the idea is if you don't go along, uh, then we're going to punish you. Uh, we're going to cancel you. Yeah. And that's why I think the message on Sunday, uh, when we talk about Living Stones Church, one of our core values is bold faith. 
a faith that believes God for big things. And, you know, we said at the beginning of the service that, you know, at the, at the end of the day, all that matters is that we live lives that please the Lord. We're not trying to please the culture. We're not trying to please uh, anybody uh, other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's so, so important because uh, people need to have a backbone. They need to know what they believe. They need to be a part of a, of a tribe of people who are not going to be intimidated by um, by what's going on in the larger culture, I guess. Absolutely. You know, and, and this past Sunday, we talked about bold faith. And this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about pregnant hope. So yep. definitely want to be here this Sunday for to, to Yep. To, and I to want to encourage you, you know, this is not a time, you know, to play it safe. You know, I, I think about Jesus from the moment that the devil knew that the Messiah was was being born. Jesus and his family was on the run, you yep. know. Uh, they had to flee. Uh, there was violence. There was destruction. You talk about a cancel culture. Yeah, I want to uh, remind everyone, in, in the midst of that situation, thousands of children died yeah. because of Herod's decree yeah. trying to kill the Messiah. Talk about a violent, a wicked, yeah, demonic I mean, assault. It's, it's, a, it's, it's foreshadowed by Moses when he was born, when Pharaoh killed all those, all those, uh, those male children, too. I mean, this is these are crazy times, right? And, and you talk about a contrast of, of bold faith, all right? First of all, you, you got uh, 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 Zechariah, who had a visitation from Gabriel. Remember that? <laughs> Gabriel says, I'm Gabriel. I, I stand in the presence of the Lord. And, and he came and he started prophesying about, about John, John the mm -hmm. Baptist. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and uh, Zechariah started freaking out and asked all kinds of dumb questions and was not moved by faith. He should have just said, "Amen, I receive it." He received the word, but remember the the angel said, "Nope, you're going to be uh, you're not going to be able to speak until yeah. this baby's born, and you're going to name him John." Uh, he he shrunk back. Again, if you have Gabriel who stands in the presence of God in your presence, you should probably listen to him. <laughs> there should probably be a lot of faith rising <laughs> yeah. in your heart, not questioning. Sure. And then you compare his response with Mary's response. She has an encounter, again, with yeah. an angel who tells her, you're going to conceive uh, of the Holy Spirit, not of human birth, but a supernatural birth, and you're going to carry the Messiah yeah. And, uh, and Mary's response was completely different. She basically said, hey, you know, Lord, whatever you want, I, I'm submitting, I'm your servant. Um, and, uh, and she just submitted to the process. That was pretty radical, bold faith on Mary's yeah. part. So you can't, e you can't even see the coming of the Messiah unless there's somebody willing to move out in bold faith. And thank God for Mary and for Absolutely. her No, I, I had a question after Sunday. I, I thought about this bold faith deeply. You know, you know, just looking at people studying different personality, different skill sets. Yeah, I'm sure there are other people wondering about this. You know, there, there's all these personality tests and kind of you're wired this way and this way and this way. You know, and there's people who are more wired towards new endeavors, taking yeah. risk. You know, yeah, the kind of risk take yep. care entrepreneurs. You know, adrenaline apps, junkies. Yeah, adrenaline junk. I'm not even talking <laughs> that, but just people who are like who who are kind of more they take the mountain types, and then there's people with personality kind of more like mine to a certain extent or certain things. It's just more. Uh, calculated, uh, not in a bad way, but just more risk assessment, and and they're more like operational. They're kind of looking at both sides of the thing, yeah. you know. So, I guess my question is: Is bold faith a, a personality wiring? Are you saying everyone needs to be more wiring, or is, is is bold faith more of a character that we need to aspire to? You see the difference between personality wiring and character, because right. character we all need to aspire to, because those are the biblical things that we want to be. 
Whereas personality, you kind of God wired you that certain way that you're not necessarily. So it almost seems like if we challenge everybody to bold faith, we're kind of picking on people that aren't wired that way. Exactly, it's almost kind of yeah. singling out the people who are a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, well, when you think about about that's a it's a great uh, observation. When I think about faith, I, I think about not let's go push the envelope and and be this you know outgoing radical risk taking personality but just for the sake of taking right risk. right because yeah. you don't want to be reckless and, and, yeah. and you know there's nothing to boast about in in, in that type of reckless faith but but it doesn't faith really come down to this god speaks to you yeah he tells you to do something and then you have a choice to obey yeah and I don't think God really d- determines like who He's going to speak to based on you know, person. Yeah, yeah the per- I, I think you, know, you got this on the Enneagram. I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, you're the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No, but like for you, like you said, you're a processor. Yeah. Uh, and I thank God for for you. I think because we need we balance. Everybody has to balance one another out. But so, but but here's the thing. You know, when the Lord speaks to you, you're yeah, you're a good. son. I'm a son. People watching, if you're if you're born again, your sons or daughters are the Most High God. So He's going to speak to you. And you know what? It's interesting how when God speaks to us and, and expects us to obey, He kind of challenges us in our own way. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and how He challenges you might be different than how He challenges me. And and bold faith for you might look a little different than yeah. than bold faith for me. But what I see when I read through the Bible is God God spoke to sometimes the most unlikely people. I mean, these were not the big powerful people. You know what I mean? He, sure. He spoke to. To little people. He spoke to common people. Yeah, I want um, to interject there. To me, Gideon is not like an entrepreneur or take the mountain type. Gideon is like, I, re- I resonate with Gideon. Gideon is the guy who's like counting, like yeah. he's doing the risk assessment. He's like, uh, I don't know about that. Gideon is not like a, like, you I was know, thinking of Gideon too. I mean, he was a highly unlikely deliverer. Yeah. He was calculating. He was hiding. He's like, oh, he now no one's out there, so I'm gonna go and he's crash like, my man, knee he's at like, that time. Don't you know I come from the this family? Yeah, and we're not all that great. We're just kind of a normal family. I mean, yeah, he's the fleece guys. Like, hey, Lord, I just want to double check and triple check. You actually said this, yeah. you know? Well, and like we were talking too. You know, sometimes when when you look at Daniel in the Bible, yeah, Daniel just seems like a good, you know, white collar professional. Show up at work, yeah. do your job. Um, do it well. I mean, he certainly had an excellent spirit about him, uh, but but he wasn't like out there. No, he's not like out there trying to. to flip I mean, in the fact, in some ways, he like... was very process oriented. I mean, he, yeah. W- w- oh, he had to be. Yeah. We notice we notice him because he had a very regimented prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's what got him in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I love this. He he knew what he believed, mm. and when he was challenged. Uh, he stayed true to what he believed. Yeah. So it wasn't like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you guys. Go ahead and throw me in the in, in with the lions. He wasn't yeah. looking for that at no, all. No, no, right. But he was willing uh, to 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 not cave in on his convictions. Yeah. And and I think that's when we're talking about bold faith. You know, faith that gets out of the boat, faith that believes God, faith that that honors uh, uh, God's goodness and God's greatness. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of important things on Sunday. Um, faith that chooses not to play it safe. You know, some people are always looking to avoid anything risky. You know, when, when, when for instance, when we did our fundraising for for the I fifty four campaign, all I said to everybody right was, pray, yeah, and hear God and obey. Well, invariably, we we, we warned you when you ask God to show you something. If it's God, he usually blows your circuits. He yeah. doesn't tell you to do something that's easy. He tells you to believe him for something that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And we heard this story over and over again of people who, when the husband and wife got together and they both prayed uh, individually and then they came together 
it was crazy how the Lord constantly took what they thought was doable and, and supersized it. Yeah, that's good. And that's what faith does. I mean, I, we shared Sunday, you know, faith requires you to move into the supernatural. It's not faith in yourself. It's not faith in your own ability. It's faith in what God alone can do. You know, the Bible says to, to those who believe, nothing is impossible. Isn't that a great promise? Yeah. For those who believe, nothing is impossible. Um, but it requires us to believe. And believing in God means we're, we're you know, it was uh, D.L. Moody, right? Who said, if God's your partner, make your plans big. You know, God's plans will blow our minds. And um, and they're not things we can just get our brain around. That's why all these wonderful uh, men and women of faith in the Bible were simply normal little people. Maybe their personality, yeah. their their enneagram did not come out. Yeah. Bold faith, right. but you know what? They were humble people. Yeah. And they they heard the Lord, and then they just trusted in God, and they got out of the boat like Peter. Oh, that's good. I love it. And and that's what the conclusion I came to at the end of the day is: bold faith is not a personality trait; it's a character. Because wherever you are, wherever your seed of faith, some people might have a big seed, some people might have a smaller seed. It doesn't matter. God's always challenging right. you to move forward in your faith. In your own way, yeah. that there's always a place in which you have to leap, and 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 the the bridge will appear. Oh yeah, you know you have, but you have to leap first. Yep. So I just think that was important to 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 for for processors for for oh, good. risk assessment people to re recognize. No, this is not like a personality quirk. It's right. not like hey, just be more risky. No, no, we're not talking about carnal risk or or, or carnal um of uh, uh taking taking. Right. Uh, but the flip forward. side is too. I, I think this is interesting. Many times the Lord, you know, will call, will raise up leaders, and leaders are people who have a greater tolerance for risk. Sure, uh, that's their, that's who they are. Yeah. They're going to go somewhere. They're going to lead you somewhere. And so sometimes you might not be wired that way, but that's why God gives you leaders in the church, right. men and women who love Him, know Him, follow Him. And sometimes our job is to say, "Hey, I trust my leader." Uh, and and I trust I trust Christ in my leader, and therefore I'm going to move ahead together. And what I've seen often these leaders who are more adventurous have to kind of learn kind of Peter's lesson to kind of mill out a little bit and be like, okay, if that was the Lord, this was me being carnal. And I have to kind of distinguish between <laughs> ourselves and God because your disposition is to kind of be more adventurous. And Adrenaline junkie is not one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right, you know? right. So sometimes like with Peter, Peter fell flat on his face. Peter had a natural zeal, yeah, but it was not a Holy spirit zeal right, so right. you know we can be presumptuous as well but that's that's not our heart here and as we talked about right. living stones being a church that's marked by bold faith we we want to hear the lord we want to obey the lord when god speaks we want to get out of the boat yeah. uh, we never want to be uh you know live out our lives and come to the place where we don't have great stories to tell yeah and and i really want to challenge you you know what are the stories you're going to tell your children or your grandkids? You know, we have financial stories of God's great provision that I tell, I'll sit down at the dinner table and I'll tell my kids, hey, look it, I just want you guys to know what God just did. Uh, and there's stories where we stepped out in faith and where we just honored God and where God met us and blessed us and provided for us. Yeah, um, and, and again, my point is you've got to have those stories. If you're, if you're walking with God, you're going to have stories. And I, I always like to warn people, you know, someday we're going to be sitting uh, with the great saints of, of history, some that are in the Bible, 
some that, that we've never will we'll meet the, for the first time in heaven, right? There are yeah. people that we, they're little folks in some place that trusted God and they've got amazing stories to tell. And, uh, and I don't want to be caught with no stories. I don't want to be the, the guy that lived the boring life, just stayed in the boat, that never listened to the Lord, never obeyed God, never took risks, never stuck my neck out. I want to be the kind of person that says, oh, let me tell you some stories about God's goodness and how God moved among our, our church family. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the way I kind of see this message is, you know, we have to redefine or re reevaluate the word risks. Again, in our culture today, risk is a cuss word four-letter word, risk, right? Yep. I mean, in the financial district, oh, you yeah. want to minimize as much risk Absolutely. as possible. You know, in the our litigious society, you don't want to be risk being sued, risk of this and this and this. And there's 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 some wisdom to that, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you transfer to the church, the spiritual walk, whereas our faith is hinging on risk, our faith is hinging on uncertainty. Now we're hitting, now there's a there's a clash of worldviews, right? It's a clash of what's acceptable and what's treasure, the culture of the world versus the culture of the kingdom, which is the currency is faith. And without risk, there is no faith. Right. And and, it, and it's a great point. And the in the church, and and on this side of eternity, human side, there's a risk everywhere. But I think what's important to remember is from God's side. You know, I've heard people say God's the ultimate risk taker. No, God's not a risk taker because yeah. God God knows the beginning from the end. God never takes risk in anything, uh, properly speaking. So what we do is we we focus on a God who's unchanging, a God who's great, a God who's good, and that's why you know saints like David, in the midst of incredible trials and and risk. He could say, I am confident I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, I know I'm going to see God bring me through this. So we live with risk, but only uh, when we get our eyes off of our uncertainty and get our eyes on the Lord, that's when, even in the midst of a a risk-averse environment, we can say, you know what, I'm going to trust the Lord. That's good. And and in that context, that's what we got to guard our culture. We got to guard the culture of the church. The, the, the culture of the church of Jesus Christ is bold faith. It's not risk assessment. Right. And that's caused, uh, constantly attacking from the outside. So many churches have bought into that culture of yeah. risk assessment. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, again, like it, it just creeps in. Like, you know, like a spy just come in and it's seditious. Yeah. And we have to guard a culture and says, no, we're not going to take stupid risks. We're not going to be uh, just adventurous for the sake of adventurous, but we're going to obey God. We're going to follow scripture. And in the midst of that, we will counter risk and we have to guard our culture and that's why i love you preaching our first value bold faith that's got to be the starting point yeah yeah we were joking around sunday having a little fun with this but it's really sad you know when you when you look at the new testament and the rapid expansion of the church obviously they lived in hostile times i mean uh there was a great attacks against the church there was all kinds of false teachers there was there was you know just a dark broken demonized world uh, and yet, interestingly enough, where was the church birthed? It was birthed in Jerusalem, the very place where Jesus was crucified. Mm-hmm. And you never see the apostles getting together saying, hey, uh, Apostle Andrew, did you call our, our attorney <laughs> yeah. so that he could come and counsel us on whether or not we should do a church plant uh, or whether or not we should even gather on Sunday? Yeah. Did you call our our insurance company to see uh, if, if this is a good idea or if we're going to open ourselves up uh, for risk, uh, you know that, that's just that's kind of a corporate America view that's crept into the Church of Jesus Christ. And, and can I just remind us, we're not part of a the church is not a corporate entity. We don't run our churches like businesses. The church is supernatural. The church is led by Jesus. 
The church is led by people who have submitted their life to him. And, uh, and, and the church is full of risk because we live in a broken world and we've been called to be a part of redeeming that, speaking. I mean, no, just speaking the truth today, you open yourself up to lawsuit uh, in the culture that we're living in today. Just preaching the gospel, uh, you're going to have people that are not going to like you or the message uh, and they're going to try to cancel you out. So um, we got to move ahead in bold faith. We really yeah. do. No, that's good. That's good. So um, let's wrap this one up today. Uh, what, what would be your admonition, I guess, as it relates to, you know, we're talking about culture, we're talking about family culture, talking church culture, talking about moving ahead. Uh, what Anything on your heart as far as a final word? Yeah, I mean, I think if you are kind of like me, you, you're logistically wired. I mean, there, there are moments in my life I took, crazy steps of faith. And I look back, I'm like, I don't even know what I did and what I did. It was a God. Like moving out here, you know, when I didn't really know anyone except you. Uh, I, I look back I'm and I'm like, for that I'm like that was God because that's not something I would normally do. Uh, normally I do a lot more research, you know. I'm the guy who, before I buy a car, I spent six months researching what I want to do. Um, hey, I love yeah. it too for our listeners. You took a bold step of faith, got on an airplane, flew across the world to pursue Debbie's yeah, heart. There's a couple moments in my life I look back, I don't know. You know, but it was the Lord. You know, the Lord led me. I felt I felt that from the Lord. But just on my own, my own disposition, you know, I'm not risk I'm not risk taker. I, I like to assess yeah. the situations. I, I like to stay in my comfort zone. But but that can easily become my day to day. And I can run my Christian walk day to day within without doing any blatant sin. But walk out my life in in that context. I, I don't know if that makes sense in a very safe environment. I can design my world even as a pastor. Um, yep. In a very, and I see many pastors do that because it's. But in the day, it's still idolatry because you're dependent on your control, your ability. You know, one of my wiring is I like control and I like things to be done my way. So those are not good combinations. And and you, and there's no hit, faith. You hit a big word there too. Perhaps control uh, and security. Oh, yeah. Our two big idols that really uh, foster a culture of unbelief in our hearts. And um, and I just want to encourage us, you know, unbelief is something that grieves God. I mean, it, it, it will stop the move of God in your life. Personally, it stops the move of God in your church family. So uh, we've been cautioned in Scripture, stay away from it, that evil spirit of unbelief. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, think about the control. Think about fear. Think about security, all these things that are just fly in the face. They're values that fly in the face of kingdom values. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, you use the word idolatry. It, it, it What it does is it, it puts you, your safety, you being in charge, your personal comfort. Those are all American values that, that again, just work against uh, what God's trying to do in us personally and, and in our churches. And, man, we got to be aware of it and fight it. Well, it's, it's American value now, but the founding fathers— I mean, how about taking risks? How about, you know, going up against the British Empire yeah. and a bunch of colonists, yeah. colonialists, powerful, yeah, powerful empire, empire in the world. Yeah. So they were risk takers and they were, they had to, so, so what American values has changed quite a bit throughout the years, but we're trying to come back to some of that. So, so I, I think all that, what I share about control and all those different things, then leads to open the door to, like you said, fear, anxiety, yeah. control. So those things might not be sinful in itself blatantly, but they open the door to other things. So I have to be very careful every day to say, hey, am I walking in faith today? Am I really taking risk? Am I really believing in God? Again, uh, what does that look like? You really have to go to the Lord. But I just want to challenge you. That's so that's one, my, one challenge. The second challenge is um, 
in this Christmas season, embrace the season. Set up great tradition. You know, my wife and I both grew up in an environment that we did not have a lot of traditions. And when I came out to the Midwest, and we have so many traditions here in the Midwest, and I love it. I love the Midwest. I love like like American, it's just like like American culture at its best, which I think is in the Midwest. Yeah. Just the family atmosphere, the the the, the community environment, and 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 just the, I want to raise my kids in this environment because it builds their confidence, it builds their identity in a positive way. Yep. So my when my wife and I got married, we sat together and we said, Hey, we're going to create these traditions that we never had ourselves. So first of all, I, yeah, I love the intentionality. Yes, you know, last last episode you talked about some things you're doing and training your children, but but you guys said, Hey, that wasn't necessarily our background, but we like it. Hey, I'm going to steal. I'm stealing from other people. Yeah, yeah. but Absolutely. you were intentional. Absolutely. And I like you and Debbie sat down and you said. What can we do to build some great traditions uh, in our own family? Yeah, you know, discipleship starts in the home. I mean, if you want the, the clean slate for discipleship is your own kids, right? They don't have any other environment except what you create for them. So for, for me, I get to, we get to create this uh, different culture. So one thing we do for fun, we do we set different cultures, but uh, different traditions. But one thing we do is Christmas Eve, you know, after our Christmas Eve service, yeah. we do a Chinese or Asian Christmas Eve dinner. So it's a Christmas theme, but we bring Asian food. So we do dumplings and all these different oh, things. Awesome. And, and we invite our friends and family, all the people living with us, and we do a, we do a fun stuff in celebration. Now so that's, that's just Christmas cool, because that's, that's your, your keep, you're holding on to your It's our excuse to eat background. Chinese food, yeah. but still celebrate Christmas at yeah. the same time. You know, it's a fun thing that we're kind of embracing our different cultures, but we're not losing the meaning of Christmas. Our kids going to embrace Christmas. Yeah, that's good. So all, so, so, hey, create your own fun tradition. Don't let the, the craziness in our culture Culture right now to dampen what God is doing, and I believe for the best, and I believe, and I see things for the best. I think our culture, you know, whatever darkness we see right now, is in for change. I believe good things are happening. Uh, if you read through the lines, if you really stop watching the the mainstream media and all the social media junk, you really sift through all that junk and see through the truth. There's a lot of good stuff happening. You just might not know. So I just want to encourage you. Don't let don't don't let your your Christmas. Uh, this Christmas season be dampened by all that. Enjoy this time with your family. I'm thinking of that great uh, Christmas carol we sing, Joy to the world, the yeah. Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Uh, and that's part of what we're talking about this Sunday, pregnant hope. Yeah. As Christians, we're carriers of great faith. We're carriers of great hope. We're also carriers of great love. Uh, and Jesus embodies all of that. So that uh, tis the season to be jolly, and we encourage Amen. you, uh, move in the joy of the Lord. Hey, let's help create a completely different culture, Amen. a completely different atmosphere. It starts in me, starts in our families and our marriages. It spills over into our church, and then it spills out into our community. Yeah. So uh, let's move in the joy of the Lord. Let's honor the Lord with the culture that he's established, making his culture our culture, all right? Hey, this is a great week. We, we bless you guys. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. It's going to be an amazing Sunday of celebration. Uh, and then Good Friday coming, or not Good Friday, <laughs> Christmas Eve coming up. Uh, and, uh, and of course, Christmas celebration next week. It's going to be phenomenal. So please uh, give us some feedback on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Help us to uh, spread this around uh, so that as many people as possible can benefit from it. Our goal is that uh, you're encouraged and you're blessed. All right. Have a great day and a great week in Jesus' name. <laughs>